Hello and welcome to the Winding Road Podcast. I think it's been about a week or so since I've last been on here with you and we are continuing to move forward in our progression of being sober and alert and trying to just gain as much knowledge and understanding as possible in our current state of existence. Awe. That's A-W-E. Wonder and boredom are the topics at hand. And we'll probably get off the road and go down other paths. Who knows? That's what happens on the stream of consciousness. My journal. What does your journal say? Let's get into it. So, I was reading last night a book called How to Change Your Mind. What the new science tells us about psychedelics, about consciousness, about dying, about depression, anxiety, all those things that we like to explore as part of the Winding Road podcast. And Michael Pollan in the prologue, and I'm probably not doing a a service here, I'm doing it a disservice because I've only read the prologue so far. But already out of that, man, I've taken, that's just like an an epiphany, just type moments. I don't know exactly what they're called. Heard on ESPN radio they were talking about that the other day. It's like, I don't know, just, you know, all those moments that make up our lives and trying to make memories, trying to make memories that last. You know, is that the focus? This is not the way I was going to start, but is that the focus of our lives? Is to try to have as much fun as we possibly can, spread as much love as we possibly can. But what happens whenever we are just trying to make these moments and trying to share them and make them go viral and do all this other stuff, and complicating it. We think it's simple in what we are doing, but are we complicating it? Because then if we're always trying to make moments so that we can remember them and have them last, are we already focused on what is next? Click, click, click. We're always on the go. That's why I love whenever there's snow on the roads and everybody's driving slow. It's one good thing about winter. Happy we're still in summer right now as of this recording. And we take all the seasons for what they are worth. And we see all the glory of all the seasons. Whenever people tell me, I don't like winter very much. Well, yeah, I mean, cold kind of sucks. But what are the positives out of it? And the positives out of it, I'm guaranteed for me anyways in my mind. They outweigh the negatives because I choose to focus on them and choose to treat the negative as noise. So I'm able to embrace all the different seasons and realize that if you consider winter as a season of bad, and a lot of people do get depressed and anxious and stuff in the winter because they're not getting as much sun as part of it. But because they're not getting as much sun, what are they thinking about? What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about embracing it and looking at all the positives of it 
and recognizing it, quote unquote, as sort of, in that specific moment of time, as sort of thinking about it as a negative, as a bad, as a bad time, even though it's not to me, but thinking about it like that and thinking about, all right, man, this is cool now and I'm going to embrace it because then that's going to make spring even better whenever spring comes. And whenever spring comes, I'm not already going to be looking forward to the summer. I'm going to be enjoying every single second of the nice weather. And then whenever it gets hot, I'm going to embrace sweating, embrace and take it as a positive that I'm able to get a lot of sun and I'm able to take up sweating a little bit easier and get all the bad toxins out when you're working out, you're doing things outside to make you sweat during the summertime. You know, I was with somebody the other day and it was like, oh, so hot, so hot, complaining about it, not in a bad way, but just you know, I could tell that they were thinking about it as a negative and at the same time I was thinking about it as a positive. And yes, that was easier for me to do because I was am in better shape than them and overall my healthy input is higher than those than them for sure and that's not to judge them or say anything bad about them at all. Just recognizing states. So recognizing that I was able I'm probably feeling a lot better than they are right then and there, you know? In that moment. And I'm able to feel good because of all the healthy input that I've been feeding myself. And so then, you know, we were playing disc golf, so then they're missing putts left and right. I'm making mine because my body feels good because I'm embracing the heat because I'm looking at it, as, at it as a positive and not a negative. And it really is just having that awe and wonder of, wow. It, I, my, I, and recognizing and having awareness of how your body feels because I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm hot right now and I'm sweating. But I know it's good and it feels so good. So good to try to get through all that heat it's pouring down on you. All life's pressures, everything that comes with existence, all that's bearing down on you in the moment as you stand over a 30-foot putt. And then you go through your process of the flow state of not thinking about anything. Step one, path. Step two, a little bit zoning in on the target. Step three, is that target and I was thinking about the other day how if I'm farther away from the basket and disc golf and you can correlate this to any sport you want I'm far from well, most sports anyways that have that need to focus and zone in like whatever you're trying to object ball or you're trying to hit whatever you're trying to do the hole and like I'm far if I'm farther away I'm not able to zone in quite as good so my goal in life is way out of reach. It's a long way away, but how do I get there? Then it's not I'm not focused on a specific part of the target because I can't see it very well. So then the goal is, and then it's just like I'm at step two maybe, where I'm seeing the target, but, but I'm looking at the path and I'm only seeing the path 
And I can see that target off in the distance and I'm centered on it, but I'm centered just down the path, man. And close your eyes, see that in your mind, see the path. Whatever that path looks like to you, see it now. And if you're able to focus on the pass, uh, excuse me, the path, then you're able to realize that it's really only about the task that is at hand. And if we're focusing on the task that is at hand, we're able to hit that target, hit that goal. So that's another way to look at, at it if you're kind of farther away from where you think you might need to be. Oh, and we got a helicopter on the winding road. Oh boy. Went out over the field of the farm. Souped down about 30 feet in front of me. Only probably about 50 feet over the power lines. Everybody's slowing down on the winding road as the helicopter goes out to dust the crops. Whatever else it does to them. It drops stuff out of there that helps maintain the crops. I think that helps get rid of any uninvited guests to the crops. I'm not sure exactly all else what it does. But you're able to figure out, I might have been able to go deeper into that if I would have talked to somebody that does that. And just simply asking questions and treating life in awe and wonder. All right, so the task. Focusing on the task. What we kind of sidestep to there. And I've explored that before in some of the previous episodes. Go back and check some of those out. And obviously, you know, this is all a bit random sometimes. But I just want to go wherever my consciousness goes. And I get distracted. And I was thinking about trying to figure out what that event was called that they were talking about on TikTok. And then I went in a whole different, down a whole different road. But that event's called a canon event. And I believe it was those things that I'm was trying to relay to you with those moments, you know, that we remember. Pretty sure I didn't butcher that. Go look it up, kids. Hey, Google. I Google. So now we'll get back on track of those canon events. Not, not, uh, yeah, we already discussed that. So let's discuss what I was originally going to talk about now, and that was... Michael Pollan's book. And he's talking about, and I forget exactly what he called it, but it was just like, our, what's our normal operating mode of consciousness? You know, and that made me think like, for the most part, society, I feel like, I don't know, because I'm not in everyone else's minds, but feel like society, you know, with technology, and all these different things and everybody living in the cities, you know, all the people that live in the cities, obviously piled on top of one another in an area and they may not be getting as much nature as I am. So they may not be able to see those things as easily as I can see. And if they are still lost in things, you know, not being sober and alert, that helps to cloud it as well as I have been in the past and not judging anyone no matter whatever state it is that they are at in their lives 
But, as what made me think about that, the normal operating mode of us as a collective being and how we've lost touch with nature, which means we've lost touch with ourselves. Maybe we're on a new self, but then that's also where the universal human comes in and how that's also rising as well, you know, and if you believe in the different wakings of consciousness and events and different energies and pathways in our own minds and our existence in the universe and the cosmos and life itself, that is also happening at the same time that we are disconnecting from who we are. It's, I think it's because we're waking up to that because we're realizing that we're getting lost in these other things. So whoever God is, the more is trying to wake our asses up to the great realization of trying to be a universal human. And being a universal human is outside of religion. It is outside of labels, I feel like. And this is just my take on it from what Gary Zukov said in Seat of the Soul and in Universal Human. It's outside all of that, but it's inside all of that because it's combining spirituality and nature, society, different cultures, different things. It combines it all together, you know, and trying to gain authentic power in us as a society and us as individuals trying to get away from external power. Dive into that in those books that I told you about. I'm going to have to wrap this up really short and I don't have much time because I didn't get anywhere where I wanted to go. But I was that made me think about that with the, just a normal operating state, you know, and obviously whenever you do psychedelics and we'll go, I'll talk about that on another podcast, hopefully in the near future and some of my personal experiences, which haven't been many, but have been some. And we're low of fuel on the winding road. That's okay. Don't have far to go. And then I was like, well, I don't really operate in that mode of just that normal consciousness. I do, because I have to live here. I'm in the world, but I am not of the world. So my normal operating mode and what I'm trying to get to every single day, but yet still be sane and be present and be grounded here on earth. We live here. I still, I'm taking it all in with a mind of a child because I've gained my innocence back and a mind of a child all in wonder and just going out and just sitting there and watching the birds, man. And I was doing that the other day, which led me to the thought I was going to tell you with about boredom. I was so bored, and I realized this is where I need a social connection as well. I was so bored because we were supposed to be playing disc golf, but there was some rain in, in the area and some storms, so nobody showed up. So I'm just sitting there like, ah, crap, what am I going to do? Like, dang it. And everybody got afraid of the rain and the storms, but it they never came. And I knew that they weren't coming. 
I told everybody that because I looked at the weather and you never know about the weather though obviously so I you know I understand that nobody showed up but I was like dang it I should have came and, and played but I'm like sitting there bored like what the hell am I gonna do you know starting to get a little anxious about it I don't want to play by myself even though I did that for four years whenever I had moved away but as those anxious moments happened I was still mindfulness of me being anxious and being bored and trying to figure out what I was going to do and I knew and I was like alright well then, I, then it's where I had to just do a task man goes back to just doing tasks I was like well let's just find a task to do find something to go forward even though a little bitty step go find something that you need that will help you do something later for me I was trying to to find my dog's collar you know because I need it obviously at times I was trying to find it just little simple things and I was like all right well I know that I have to I got to do something in nature because I haven't done anything today and I try to do something every single day so extremely important I can't stress that enough But I trusted myself in those moments of boredom to be able to eventually figure out what I was going to do with the time that I had left before the sun went down. And it was just nature, man, and I just took it in. And next thing you know, it's dark, and then I'm like, all right, time to go to work. Let's work on some projects now, because I need that time in nature to drive me to working on all the different things that I do. Do that, it'll help you, man. Just a suggestion. Take life with awe and with wonder. And if you're bored, you know, yeah, just turn to those things that are going to have deeper meaning and significance and use nature as your activity. You know, I was like, I could have just went in and Watch some TV and did nothing. I'm like, I am not going to do that. If I go in, I'm at least going to read. Because to me, like, that helps me be a better version of myself. Helps me get to try to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. So I challenge you, you know, get out of that normal operating mode of consciousness. Just being caught up in the pleasures and caught up of always looking to the future and what's next. You know, eventually there's not gonna be a next. Eventually, you know, if we're lucky enough, there's, yeah, we're gonna have a next, as in far of when maybe we wake up the next day, but, you know, we're gonna be in reflections of the past. So yes, it is important to make those moments and make them last that you're gonna be able to remember whenever you get to be an old age if you're lucky blessed fortunate enough or not fortunate enough whatever if you have had a tough life but still encourage you to try to be positive and to to fight to keep living because it is worth it it totally is man but i don't blame anybody that gets out early you know like i just don't ever put any judgment on anybody man it's not gonna do it but I challenge you, if you're in those deep, dark spots, man, focus on a task. Pick a task. 
to try to do it something that means something, even though it might not feel like it means anything with whatever it is that you're going through. It means something then if you make it mean something, if you're able to get up off the couch and go outside and treat the trees and nature and everything that comes with it with awe and with wonder. Get off your phones, get away from the TVs and go outside. That's where deeper meaning and purpose is found and you will not be bored. You might be for a little while, but then the birds are gonna come and they're gonna sing to you, man. They're gonna sing a beautiful song to you. And you're gonna see lots of things that bring you joy and there is greatness in your future and I'm just manifesting right now for myself, for anyone who's on here. God bless you. I love you. I'm here to inspire you and I'm here to unite people with an open, non-judgmental mind. And I thank you for being on here today. And this has really just been a stream of consciousness. We've been all freaking over the place. Let us hope, hope some way, somehow at all. Sort of tied together, even if that thread is tied together with the most little, tiniest, flimsiest of things, man. We can find things to bond it, to make it stronger, to make it last. I'm me, you're you. We are each other. Love, inspire, unite. God bless. Yeah.